What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. We'll be live in one minute. Um, you got the text message from last week, right? That I send like a, to let everybody know the show is coming on. Mm -mm. We have a powerful lesson for you guys today that's coming up, so we will um, let you know what the message is. Actually, it's um, The Greatest Story Never Told, Part 3. to be in the group, you know, the group that I send out, letting people. We'll be live, guys, in five minutes. We'll be live, brothers and sisters, in two minutes, two minutes.
One minute, ladies and gentlemen, one minute. Getting ready to go live, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting ready to go live, brothers and sisters.
Okay, brother. You ready? Yes, sir. Peace and blessings, everyone. Peace, Peace and blessings. Peace. Good evening, good evening, good evening. This is the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Eyes. And I'm your host, The Messenger. And we have a wonderful, powerful lesson for each and every one of you today, brothers and sisters. And I'm excited about this one, Brother Messenger, because this is the third installment of The Greatest Story Never Told. Again, the third installment of The Greatest Story Never Told. That's what's powerful about this lesson, Brother Messenger, because it is a journey onto the previous segments of the other two. Mm -hmm. And the reason why we went this direction, brothers and sisters, is because we wanted to show each and every one of you what thus saith the Lord. According to his word, we read about so many different things during, or we hear about so many different things. We barely uh, uh, read a, a lot of times what's um, going on with the word of God. So that's what... That's why it's important. That's why we do what we do here on this show, brothers and sisters. So at this time, we're going to ask that you share the live feed. We're going to ask that you share the live feed at this time, brothers and sisters. And I thank you. I appreciate you. And we're doing the same things also as well. We're sharing this live feed and the various um, Bible uh, groups that we belong to amongst our family members, our friends, and again, if you're live right now, share this video. Shalom, brothers and sisters. Peace and blessings be unto you. Hey. What up, though? Assalamu alaikum. Habaragani, Hotep, whatever, wh wh wherever you come from, you are welcome on this show to listen to what thus saith the Lord, brothers and sisters. And uh, we are excited. We are sharing. We got about a minute or so left before we actually start. This lesson, Brother Messenger, man, it's, it's, this is the day before Christmas. Yes, it is. And the whole world as a whole is celebrating this particular day. And we've been dealing with this, brothers and sisters, and we know that there is nothing in the Bible that indicates us celebrating a Christmas holiday or a Christmas celebration. And so... In doing the research, we found several significant things about the Christmas holiday, that it didn't originate, originate from the Word of God, and it did not originate from the disciples. It did not originate from the church, brothers and sisters. It actually originated in paganism. So uh, we know while the whole world is getting ready to celebrate this, we are getting into the Word of God. We are talking about Jesus, Yeshua, brothers and sisters, and we are praising, brothers and sisters, the name of the Lord on this particular show tonight. I know it's not popular. I know some folks um, have dove deep into the customs of man. But on this show, brothers and sisters, we compare what, what you've been told, what you've been taught, what you've heard. So what's actually in this book right here called the Bible, brothers and sisters? That's what we do on this particular show. So we ask that you go get your Bibles. Yes. Go get your Bibles. Bring your paper and Go your get pen. your pen. Go get your paper, brothers and sisters. 
Go get those things because we're going to go through this book on this particular show, The Bible Show Truth Hour. We're live every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And uh, we are excited. So tonight's lesson is The Thousand-Year Reign of Christ, The Greatest Story Never Told, Part 3. Part 1, we dealt with the God of the Old Testament. And we show without a shadow of a doubt that the God that Moses dealt with, that the God that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob dealt with, all the prophets of the Old Testament, the God that they dealt with was none other than Jesus, Yeshua, as he is known today, brothers and sisters. But back then, he was known as Jehovah. He was known as Lord God. He was, lo- he was known as God Almighty. And we, the great I am, we show you that in part one. Part two, we showed you how Jesus came in the person of Melchizedek. So go back and listen to those two previous lessons, and then that way you can see, brothers and sisters, how we ended up with this lesson tonight. The greatest story never told, part three, the thousand-year reign of Christ. The greatest story never told, part three. Brother Messenger, did you want to say anything before we kicked off the uh, the prayer and started our show? Yeah, I just want to say to everybody out there, um, if you haven't gotten a copy of my latest uh, album, Faith of a Mustard Seed, it, it, I, would it's the bomb. You, I would encourage you to get it. I just did a great interview with uh, the Underground Power Hour host, Dub C's, um, legend in itself. Uh, man, it was great. I just want to say, you know, I thank you all in advance for your support because I know the Truth Album family is going to support me and get that album. Um, at the end of the show, if you don't already know, we'll put um, how you can get it um, in the uh, in the post. Um, again, I just thank you all, um, man. I just been I just been on a high lately, brother. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. just been it's just been a great feeling, um, man. I feel good. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, congratulations to you, to you, brother. Yes, and uh, we appreciate all the work that you've been putting in and to help get God's word out, whether it's through poetry. Uh, Sister Rita said, where can I get it? So we're going to make sure that we put that link up in there, and you can inbox any of us on the team. But Brother Messenger, he's about to um, make a comment now, and then you can um, follow up with that brother or myself, and then we can make sure that you can get it, Sister. So we're going to go ahead and start our lesson for tonight. It is 6. 34, we're going live a little bit earlier today, brothers and sisters, a little bit earlier today, um, we, because this, it's, a, it's a lengthy lesson, and we want to make sure that we don't lose anybody, that we give, get anybody in, everybody in, but at the same time, if you miss any of our lessons, you can go back, you can always go back and watch the replay, and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Truth Hour TV. And again, brothers and sisters, we're going to start off with the Brother Messenger. Brother Messenger, if you can read to them what we believe, because a lot of people say, well, man, are you guys Christians? Yes, brothers and sisters, we are Christians. Do you believe in Jesus the Christ? Yes, brothers and sisters, we believe in Jesus the Christ. Not the Jesus that the world has given us, but the Jesus of the book called the Bible, brothers and sisters. So at the top of our show... We like to read off what we believe so you would know going into the lesson what we believe, how we get down, and how we stand. With that being said, Brother Messenger, I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you. Uh, My inbox, me and you. Yeah, I know. I got to get Okay, cool. And then we're going to read that off to you, and then we'll go from there. Brother Messenger. All right. 
We believe in the name of Jesus. I'll start at the top, just uh, oh. so, you know, let them know it's an online Bible class. All right, the Truth Hour Bible Class is an online social media Bible-based ministry. We teach the uncut word of God as it is written in the Bible, line upon line and precept upon precept, Isaiah 28 and 10. Our mission is to lead as many souls to Jesus Christ so that through the word of God and the keeping of the commandments, they may receive salvation. Our motto is, if you can't read it, Don't believe it. What we believe, what we believe in, we believe in the name of Jesus. We have no dispute with the use of other names, but prefer to use the English name Jesus because we speak English. We believe that Jesus alone is our Lord and Savior. We believe in the Sabbath day, which is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. We believe in the seven feast days of the Lord, which are listed in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. We believe that we, the so-called African Americans, and those who were spread throughout the world through the slave trade are Israelites, and all the Lord's statutes, laws, and commandments apply to us. We believe that we must still keep the laws to the best of our ability. We don't believe in the lost books. Mm -hmm. What else don't we believe in? We believe that both the scriptures, the Old Testament, and the New Testament must be used when teaching the word of God. That's right. You got to use both the Old and the New Testament according to the word. You cannot be a New, New Testament Christian or an Old Testament scholar. You must be both. Mm hmm And we don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service. Mm -hmm. The Trinity doctrine, the cross or images, holidays that originate in the worship of other gods, speaking in tongues without an interpreter, women praying or reading the word of God without a head covering, and men who do the same with the head covering. That's what we believe here on the Bible Show Truth Hour, ladies and gentlemen. And all of those things are founded in the book, and they're scripturally supported, brothers and sisters. So we want to stick to what's in the actual book. With that being said, we're going to stand up, and we're going to face the East, brothers and sisters, and get into our prayer. And then, brothers and sisters, we're going to go ahead and go live with our YouTube channel, and then we'll go ahead and start our lesson. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we come to say thank you. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Father God, for another day, Father God, to be before your people. Father God, we come, Father God, asking that you allow us to decrease while the spirit within us increase, Father. Lord, let your message, Father God, be received to those that have an ear to hear. We pray a blessing over them in advance, Father. We ask these things in your mighty Son, Jesus Christ's name, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. 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 Let's get it in, brother. All right, brothers and sisters, it is time for the Bible Show Truth Hour. We are glad and excited that all of you all are on. We're going to ask that right now at this time that you all share this 
live feed video. I'm going to go ahead and hook up our YouTube brothers and sisters, and we're going to go ahead and make sure that this lesson gets uploaded on our YouTube channel so that um, if you miss this on the Facebook channel, then you can still get it on the YouTube channel, brothers and sisters. Turn that a little bit, Brother Messenger. There you go. All right. A little bit more. So, brothers and sisters, we're about to go live in five, four, three, two. Peace and blessings, everyone. Um, Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. Uh, I'm your host, Black Ice. And I'm your host, The Messenger. Absolutely, brothers and sisters. And again, um, we got to start that over because someone was trying to call. And if that happens again, then I just go ahead and put it on airplane mode, <laughs> brothers and sisters. <laughs> but again, thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. I'm your host, Black Ice. And I'm your host, The Messenger. And yes, brothers and sisters, this is the third installment of The Greatest Story Never Told. If you didn't go see, if you didn't check out part one and two, of the greatest story never told, please go back to it because we're, we're talking about Jesus. See, they say that Jesus is the reason for this season. We don't say it like that. Jesus is the reason for every season. But since we want to, the world, when I, when I say that, wants to learn about Jesus and play the movies about the life and times of Jesus, we wanted to make sure that people actually knew about the life and the times of Jesus. So instead of coming up with the greatest story ever told, we wanted to cr come up with the greatest story never told, brothers and sisters. So part one was about the existence of Jesus before he came in the flesh through Mary. Mm. How the prophets of the Old Testament communicated with him. The God of Israel, brothers and sisters. No man has ever seen the Father or heard his voice at any time, according to Jesus himself. Mm. So if they communicated with a God in the Old Testament, they communicated with the one that was called the Word, mm. as listed in John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So, brothers and sisters, we wanted to let you all know that that was part one. Part two, we learned about a man who went by the name of Melchizedek, brothers and sisters. Melchizedek was without mother or father, from everlasting to everlasting, brothers and sisters. Well, the only one that we read about in the book that falls under that description is the same one that we call Jesus, brothers and sisters. So we wanted to let you know that how we got to part three was we had to get through part one and part two. Now let's deal with Jesus when he came in the flesh. Let's deal with why the Jews were so angry with him when he came. Now, let's go ahead and start the lesson. So, we're going to start in the book of Genesis, the 28th chapter. The book of Genesis, the 28th chapter. We're going to start there. So, please go get your Bibles. Write down your notes. Get your paper. Get your pen. Follow us with this lesson so that you won't say, Black Ice and Brother Messenger said. You say, Black Ice and Brother Messenger read it to me. Hmm. So, 
this is the third and final installment in this lesson, The Greatest Story Never Told. This journey started with the Godhead, as we explained before. But now we will learn about the Jesus that was prophesied to come and the baby who the angel Gabriel told Mary and Joseph about. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for part three of The Greatest Story Never Told. Now, why was the one who came so different from the one who was prophesied to come? Remember, Jesus was prophesied to be this baby this, that would grow up into this king that would rule. But this wasn't the man who came during that time, brothers and sisters. This man came as a lamb, as a sin offering. Why was the one who came so different from the one who was prophesied to come? They was looking for a deliverer, someone to get them out of the bondage and the oppression of the Roman ruler, the Roman government. So let's start this thing, Brother Messenger, at Genesis, the 28th chapter, verses 10 through 14. Genesis 28, 10 through 14. And I'm ready when you're ready. And Jacob went out from Bathsheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted up a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillow and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder set upon the earth and on the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascended and descended on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land whereon thou liest to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south. And in thee and thy seed shall all families of the earth be blessed. So here it is. This is what's considered as Jacob's ladder. You've heard the term Jack, Jacob's ladder before, brothers and sisters. It says, and he dreamed. And behold, a ladder set up on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. So, brothers and sisters, this is what's known as Jacob's ladder. Now, Jacob's name was changed to Israel, and he had 12 sons. And through those 12 sons, brothers and sisters, we receive the 12 tribes of Israel. It is Judah that we want to discuss and deal with in this particular lesson because it is through Judah, brothers and sisters, that our Lord and Savior, Jesus, Yeshua the Christ, came from, Brother Messenger. Mm -hmm. So let's deal with the tribe of Judah. Genesis, the 49th chapter. Give me one and two right now. And Jacob called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I might tell you that which shall befall you in the last day. Gather yourselves together and hear, ye sons of Jacob, and hearken unto Israel your father. Now let's go down and skip down to verses 8 through 10. Genesis 49, 8 through 10. We want to learn about this Judah son, brothers and sisters, in order, because we got to get to Christ. We can't get 
to Christ unless we go through Judah. Go ahead. We're going to go with Genesis 49, 8 through 10. Judah, thou art he whom thy brethren shall praise. Thy hand shall be in the neck of thy enemies. Thy father's children shall bow down before thee. Oh, wait a minute. So out of all of the 12 tribes of Israel, Judah is the one that all of the other 11 sons or 11 tribes are going to bow down to. And you don't bow down to anyone, brother messenger. You only bow down to a king. Go ahead and continue reading, my brother. Judah is a lion whelp. Now, stop right there. When I read that, I had to look it up. What is a lion's whelp, brothers and sisters? Well, the definition of whelp is a baby or the children of an adult animal. So Judah is a lion's whelp. Continue reading. Judah is a lion's whelp. From the prey, my son, thou art gone up. He stooped down. He couched, he couched as a lion and as an old lion who shall rouse him, rouse him up. So in other words, ain't nobody going to want to mess with this lion, brothers and sisters. Ain't nobody going to want to mess with the lion of Judah once the lion of Judah comes into power. Right now the lion is asleep. But when the lion is roused up, when the lion wakes up, everybody gets out of the way. Continue reading at verse 10. The scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and until him shall the gathering of the people be. So, brothers and sisters, the scepter shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet, until Shiloh comes. So, here it is, brothers and sisters, we're waiting for the return of Jesus. This is what this whole thing is about. This is what we're waiting for. The greatest story never told, part three, the thousand-year reign of Christ. Now, we're not going to stay in the Old Testament because I know some of you all say, well, see, y'all, y'all just teaching from the Old Testament. This is why at the beginning of the show, when we read what we believe, we said that we both teach from the Old and the New Testament or the Scripture and the testimony. So now, let's go to the testimony. Let's go to the book of Luke, brothers and sisters. Now, when Jesus came in the flesh through Mary, mm-hmm. I, I'm going to say that again. When Jesus came in the flesh through Mary, brothers and sisters, he came through the seed of Abraham and Judah fulfilling the prophecy that was written in the scriptures. Let's confirm the genealogy of Jesus and his connection to Abraham and Judah. Now, we're going to skim through this for the sake of time. Let's go to Luke, the 23rd chapter. Uh, I'm sorry, Luke, the third chapter. We're going to do Luke, the third chapter. And let's do verses 23 and 24. And Jesus himself began about 30, 30 years of age being as supposed the son of Joseph, which was the son of Heli, which was the son of Matthias, which was the son of Levi, which was the son of Malachi, which was the son of Jonah. Now, for the second time, let's go down to 33 and 34. Luke, the third chapter, and we re- just read verses 23 and 24. Now, we're going to read verses 33 and 30, 34. This is Luke, the third chapter. Go ahead and read 33 and 34. Which was the son of Amadab, which was the son of Amram, which was the son of Ephraim, which was the son of Pharaoh, 
which was the son of Judah, mm. which was the son of Jacob, which was the son of Isaac, which was the son of Abraham, which was the son of Tyre. So, brothers and sisters, you get it, and I'm smiling because, you know, God's word is just absolute, brothers and sisters. You, his word is just absolute, and it's all right there. I'm in many of these Bible groups, brothers and sisters, and people give their personal opinion of how they feel God should think. But, brothers and sisters, there's no room when it comes to the thinking of our Lord and Savior. Mm. The only thing that we can do is open up this book to find out what's on his mind. Yeah. That's the only thing we can do because this word is too, brothers and sisters, it's, it's, it's too spiritual for our carnal minds to conceive on, 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 on our own. So God left us this word so that we can start to get into the mind of himself, brothers and sisters. So again, Luke 3, 33 and 34 talks about, well, 34 said, which was the son of Jacob, which was the son of Isaac, which was the son of Abraham. Brothers and sisters, we are dealing with the seed of Judah. We are dealing with the seed of Abraham. We are dealing with none other than Jesus, Yahshua, the Christ. Let's go to Luke, the first chapter, brother messenger. Okay. Let's look at the prophecy that the Lord gave to the angel Gabriel to give to Mary. This prophecy lines up with what was written in the scriptures, which we read in the Old Testament or in the scriptures. Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 33. Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 33. Go ahead, my brother. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, mm. and the virgin's name was Mary. And the, angel came in, uh, and the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying, and cast in her mind what manner of Salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth the Son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. Stop right there. He shall be great. He shall be called a Son of the Highest. Continue. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. This was the issue right here, brothers and sisters. When Jesus came into the world, he came as a sin offering. This right here was a prophecy that said God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. Jesus had no throne when he was here, when he came through Mary. The Jews were expecting a savior to come and deliver him, them, brothers and sisters, from the Romans. They said, you can't be the Messiah. You can't be the Christ because we're still in the same condition that we were in before you came on the scene. <laughs> they didn't understand that Jesus had two missions, brothers and sisters. Half of the mission was to be a sin offering and a sacrifice to redeem man, and then the other half was to come back as 
a ruler on the throne of his father David, as the angel Gabriel or Jabril just said, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead and read 33 through 36. Go ahead, my brother. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Mm. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth shall have also conceived the son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren. So here is the forerunner and the chosen one, all in the same chapter and book, brothers and sisters, in the book of Luke. You got John the Baptist, who was six months older than Jesus, and then you had Jesus, which came six months after John the Baptist, brothers and sisters. I'm loving this thing. We're talking about the greatest story never told here on the Bible show, Truth Hour, the thousand-year reign of Christ. How do we get to the thousand years? We got to get there, brothers and sisters. Turn your books to the book of Isaiah, the seventh chapter. Turn your books to the book of Isaiah, the seventh chapter. The seventh chapter, brothers and sisters. And some people say, well, uh, what does Jesus want us to do? Even those who believe that Jesus' birthday is December the 25th, which is nowhere founded in the Bible, but even for those who believe it, they, well, well, what should we get Jesus for his birthday? Well, the best thing that you can get Jesus on any day is your undivided attention to read and learn his word, brothers and sisters. Come on. That's the best gift that you can give him. So whenever he was born, although we know nothing of it, a specific day as it is written in the book, we just know that it wasn't in the month of December. Couldn't be because he lived to be 33 and a half years old, and he died on the Passover, which is in spring, and six months from spring will fall either at the end of September and or the beginning of October. We don't dare say an exact date. We know around the time, brothers and sisters, but let's just say for the sake of argument that you believe that December the 25th is his birthday. What gift are you going to give him? The best gift is to learn his word, study his word, brothers and sisters, and apply it to your life. And the more you learn it and study it and apply it to your life, then you're going to know the difference between what the world has told you and has given you and what's written in the actual book. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, Brother Messenger, the seventh chapter. Now, when people and teachers suggest that we no longer need the Old Testament, one must ask the question, how, you, how can you confirm what's written in the New Testament without the Old? How can you do that? The word testament is derived from the same word as testimony. A testimony is having evidence or proof that confirms something that was already said or done. Mm. Let's confirm what we just read in the book of Luke in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah 7 and 14. Brothers and sisters, you cannot have a testimony if you have never been tested. That's right. You can't have a message unless you've been through some mess. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. 
Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Which interpreted means? Continue. Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. So, brothers and sisters, so here we go. So here we go, brothers and sisters. The sign is a virgin conceiving, brothers and sisters. That's number one. We just read in the book of Luke, the first chapter, verses 26 through 33, that Mary told the angel Gabriel, how can this be? I have never known a man. She was a virgin, brothers and sisters. That confirms what we just read in the book of Isaiah, the seventh chapter, verse 14. So we got the right being. We got the right characters in the story, Brother Messenger. So we're going to go ahead and leave that, and we're going to go ahead and continue on. And the word Emmanuel means God is with us, brothers and sisters. So let's continue on, Brother Messenger. Let's go to the book of Revelations, the 12th chapter. Turn your Bibles to the book of Revelations, the 12th chapter. Book of Revelations, the last book in the Bible, the 12th chapter. You say, well, Black Eyes, why are we in Revelations talking about Jesus? This baby who would one day be king, brothers and sisters, was sought after to be killed from the womb. Mm. Satan used King Herod to try to kill Jesus before he was born. Make no mistake, Satan is a spirit, brothers and sisters. So Satan doesn't deal with man with the exception of with men. I'm going to say that again. Spirits don't deal with man only through man, brothers and sisters. So while in the flesh, the only way that Satan could deal with Jesus was through flesh. Let's read Revelation, the 12th chapter, verses 3 through 5. Satan couldn't kill him, so he tried to get another man to kill him, King Herod. Revelation 12, verses 3 through 5. Go ahead. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth the man child who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron. And her child was caught up unto God and to his throne. So here, brothers and sisters, I love the book of Revelation because you get the past and the future all in the same verse. So it says at verse 5, Revelations 12 and 5, it says, and she brought forth a man child, that's the past, who was to rule all nations with the rod of iron, and her child was caught up to God. How was Jesus caught up to God? Well, after he had given up the ghost and was crucified, he was caught up to God and to his throne, brothers and sisters. So the father has a throne and the son has a throne. We're going to learn a little bit more about the son's throne a little bit later. Let's go to the book of Hosea, the 11th chapter. The book of Hosea, the 11th chapter. You see how we're going from the old to the new, the old to the new. We're talking about the greatest story never told. The thousand-year reign of Christ, brothers and sisters. Hosea, the 11th chapter. Let's go to Hosea, the 11th chapter. 
And we're going to start this off at verse 1. Now, we know that this is written in the New Testament, but where can we find in the scriptures that Jesus had come out of Egypt? God does not change. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Remember, they fled into Egypt, brothers and sisters, when Jesus was 12 years old. They was running from King Herod. And then after King Herod died, he went back out from Egypt, back into Israel, brothers and sisters. Hosea, the 11th chapter, verse 1. Go ahead. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. When Israel was a child, then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. Remember, this child would be called the son of God, brothers and sisters. We are matching this thing up for you. We are getting evidence and evidence and evidence, and we're putting all the pieces to this puzzle together. Now, let's deal with the birth, the death, and the resurrection, and the second coming. Now, we wanted to do these things in the beginning to establish to you that this child that the angel came and told Mary about was to be a ruler, brothers and sisters. He would be born of a virgin. Yes. He would be called out of the land of Egypt. Yes. He would come to his own, but his own received him not, brother messenger. Mm. Now, let's go to the book of John, the third chapter. This one verse in the Bible, brothers and sisters, which is arguably the most popular verse in the Bible, mm. is also the most misunderstood verse in the Bible. <laughs> According to this book, we know that God never loved this world. The world that he loved is not the world that is, because this is Satan's world, but it is the world that is to come. So now let's read John 3.16, this time, Brother Messenger, with understanding. Go ahead, John 3 and 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, uh -huh. that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, you know that. It is etched in our brains. You see it at the sports games. Everywhere. Now what I want you to do is read it again. Slow. And we're going to break it down. Gotcha. For God so loved the world. Now, for God so loved the world, it didn't say this world. It did not. It didn't say this world. What was the world that God loved so much, Brother Messenger, that he sent his son in this world to die for those in this world so that they can have access to the world that he loves so much? It is the world that's coming, brothers and sisters, as the messenger most eloquently said and spoke about. Mm. We'll break that down to you a little bit further in the lesson. Let's go to the book of Timothy, the third chapter. The controversy was over his mission. When he came into this world, brothers and sisters, the Jews couldn't understand that Christ had two missions. And that he didn't come into the world to rule at that particular time. Let's go to the book of 1 Timothy, the third chapter, and read verse 16. 1 Timothy, the third chapter, and read one verse, verse 16. Go ahead. And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. He was manifested in the flesh. 
Justified in the spirit. Justified in the spirit. Seen of angels. Yes. Preached unto the Gentiles. Believed on in the world. Received up into glory. Believed on in the world. Received up into glory. Brothers and sisters. This Jesus. That the angel Gabriel came to Mary. And told her about. Mm. Which would be the son of God. Which would be a ruler on his father David's throne. Brothers and sisters. Come on was received up after he had completed his first mission. It is done, Father. It is completed, Father. Receive me. I ascend into your hands. The mission of him being a sacrifice and a sin offering was completed when he died on that cross, Brother Messenger. Yes, sir. And as soon as he died on that cross, the veil was ripped in twain, which marked the end of of the law of animal sacrifice. Yeah, make sure you say the law. Which marked the end of the law of animal sacrifice. Yes. This was the law, brothers and sisters, that in the book of Hebrews, it talks about being a shadow of things to come. Mm-hmm. But not the very image of the thing, could never with those offerings and sacrificings make the comers unto perfect. But this one man with his sacrifice, brothers and sisters, made us eligible to become perfect in the spirit and live forever in the resurrection, in the good part of the kingdom. Mm. Look at how this breaks down, but we got to continue. Let's go to the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter. The book of Matthew, the 24th chapter. Now, Jesus, who currently sits on the right hand of the Father, is awaiting the moment that he will become king of all kings and Lord of all lords. Remember, no two things can occupy the same space at the same time. So when Jesus comes, Satan must go. After. <laughs> Matthew 24, 29 through 31. Matthew 24, 29 through 31. Go ahead, my brother. Immediately after the trip. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened. Now, wait a minute, brother messenger. Immediately after those days, what days is the book of Matthew referring to, brothers and sisters? It's referring to the great tribulation period, which is a three and a half period. So immediately after the great tribulation period of those days shall the sun be darkened. This is one of the signs, brothers and sisters, of the coming of Jesus, the sun being darkened. And what else, Brother Messenger? And the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from the heavens. And the power of heaven shall be shaken. And the power of the heavens shall be shaken. What are the heavens, brothers and sisters? That is your earth, and that is your sky, brothers and sisters. Look for a cataclysmic type of event when Jesus, Yeshua, comes at the last trump, brothers and sisters. Go ahead and continue reading at verse 30. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. 
And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. So we can't see the appearance of the Son of Man coming until after the great tribulation period, brothers and sisters. And the Son of Man coming marks also the first resurrection. And the dead in Christ shall be raised first at his coming. So all those who have died and are awaiting a resurrection, it can't happen until after the great tribulation period. It can't happen until after Satan is bound for a thousand years. And we're going to read that in a moment. Then you see the appearance of the Son of Man coming, brothers and sisters. And then those who sleep in Christ shall be raised in Christ. So unfortunately, there is no one in heaven looking down on you smiling. Because everyone that has ever died is still in the grave awaiting the coming of the Son of Man, brothers and sisters, of Jesus. Continue reading at verse 31. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds. From one end of heaven to the other. Now, again, brothers and sisters, according to this word, there are three heavens. The Father's in the third heaven or the heaven of heavens. So when it says that he shall gather his elect from the four winds, the four nations or the nations and, 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 and the populations in the earth where we are, from one end of heaven, which is one end of the earth, of the earth and to the other end of the earth. Because remember, we were scattered, brothers and sisters, through the transatlantic slave trade. So the children of Israel today is everywhere. There's some still on the continent of Africa. There's some on the continent of Europe. There's some on the continent of America. There's some in the Isles, uh, brother, uh, of the Caribbean, uh, brother messenger, and all over the world. So he has to gather his elect. He has to gather Israel from the four winds, from one end of heaven, from one end of the earth, to the other end of the earth, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of Revelation, the 20th chapter, because we're creating a timeline. There are some markers to look for before he can return, brothers and sisters. Let's look for another marker. We spoke about it a little bit earlier, but now let's read it to you. Um, Revelation, the 20th chapter, verses 1 Go ahead. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and the great chain in his hand. And he laid hold on that dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years. So wait a minute, Brother Messenger. In the book of Genesis, we read about a snake, a serpent. Mm -hmm. And some people don't know who that snake or that serpent is. Read um, verse 2 one more time. Let's find out who that snake was or that serpent was in the book of Genesis. Let's put a name on them. Go ahead. Revelation 20 and 2 again. This is what you call learning something on the way to learning something. And he laid hold on the dragon. That dragon? That old serpent. The old serpent. Which is the devil. So that serpent in Genesis is the devil and Satan. And Satan. And bound him a thousand years. So this has to happen before Christ could come back. And then what happens at verse 3? Once he bound him, go ahead. And cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up 
and and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more uh-huh. till the thousand year years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little seed. So here it is, brothers and sisters. Satan got to be bound for a thousand years. This is the thousand year reign of Christ. The thousand year of rest. The thousand year of peace. Your true Sabbath day, brothers and sisters. Hmm. <clears throat> so when the Lord told you to rest on the Sabbath day, the seventh day, the seventh day also represents the 7,000 years, right. the 1,000-year reign of Christ, the day of rest, the day where you would live in a world where there would be no more Satan during that 1,000-year period of time. But it says after that, he must be loosed a little season. When I first read that, I was upset, brothers and sisters. I said, why would God let Satan go after he put him in a prison? After he put him away for a thousand years, and after praying, brothers and sisters, and after studying, God revealed to me that, number one, he's a just God and a fair God. Number two, if you and I have been tried and been tested by Satan the devil, then what about the people during a thousand year period that would be void and absent of Satan the devil? Who are they going to be tried by, brothers and sisters? Well, this is the reason why Satan is let out of his prison for a little season, because he has to tempt the world. He has to tempt and try the, the nations, the people, brothers and sisters, the same way he did us. They're going to have to have a choice also, like we have a choice today. Are you going to choose Satan and his religion, his world? Or are you going to choose Jesus, brothers and sisters, and the word of God? So that's why Satan has to be loose a little season after he had been bound for a thousand years to test the people that lived during the thousand years that had never known what it was like to be tempted by Satan the devil. Make now, it plain. Make, it, make plain. it plain. Now, here is the fourth verse. I want you to listen to this fourth verse. This fourth verse deals with multiple periods of time. Times past and times in the future from now. So we're going to break this thing down in Revelations, the 20th chapter, verse 4. Let's go ahead and break it down, Brother Messenger. And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. So here it is, multiple thrones. Mm. And the people that sat on the thrones, they were judges. Judgment was given unto them. But who are these people that sat on the throne? Who are these judges, brothers and sisters, that the Bible speaks of in Revelation, the 20th chapter, verse 4? Let's continue reading, Brother Messenger. Let's go break this down. Go ahead. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God. So these were the souls that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and the word of God. These are the people that in times past were crucified, were killed because they were Christians, brothers and sisters, that kept the statutes, the laws, and the commandments of God. They went and convened and went to church on the Sabbath day. They kept the dietary law as listed in Leviticus, the 11th chapter. They kept the statutes, and, and that's not all of them. That's just two that I just mentioned. 
but they kept them. They knew them to keep them, and some of them paid the ultimate price of giving up their life and dying for keeping them. So that's those people that are in times past, but let's talk about the people in the future. And which had what? And which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads. Or in their hands. Now, here it is, brothers and sisters. Now, it's talking about a different group of people. We got the people that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and the word of God. Ain't nobody being beheaded today. That's not what's happening. We've been shot. (laughs) Everything. And everything else, brothers and sisters. So, the beheading clearly speaks of times past. But now, here it is. It talks about another group that said, in which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image neither have received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. This is yet future, brothers and sisters. But these are the people that when Jesus comes will be changed. I show you a mystery that we shall not all sleep, but some will be instantly changed in, in a moment, in an instant, in a twinkling of an eye. So you got those who have died that will be resurrected when Jesus comes back, and those who are alive who will be instantly changed when Jesus comes back, brothers and sisters. And what happened with both groups? What did they do? And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So these are the people that are in the first resurrection, brothers and sisters. We're talking about the thousand-year reign of Christ. We're talking about those who accompany Jesus in his thousand-year reign. I need process. to finish five. We're going to go there in one moment. Now, we want to let you know the difference between the first resurrection and the second resurrection. How much time is between the first resurrection and the second resurrection? Who qualifies to be in the first resurrection versus the second resurrection and how blessed they are and why they are considered blessed to be in the first resurrection as opposed to the second resurrection. Let's go ahead and read it at verse 5. What happened to the rest of the people that were dead, Brother Messenger? Man, that's... But the rest of the dead live not again until the thousand years were finished. So you got one group that's going to be resurrected when Jesus comes back, and then you got another group that's going to be resurrected a thousand years after he comes back, brothers and sisters. But those who are resurrected when he comes back, they are in what's called the what resurrection, brother messenger? And this is the first resurrection. So many of us didn't even know that there were two resurrections. We've never been taught that there were two resurrections. We didn't know the difference between the two. But let's read at verse 6 how blessed the people are who are in the first one. Go ahead, Brother Messenger. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Why is that? On such the second death have no power. Now, the reason why the second death, which is called the lake of fire, has no power over those who are in the first resurrection, brothers and sisters, is because the first resurrection, you don't have to be judged in the first resurrection. In the second resurrection, it is a resurrection of judgment, where you would be judged not according to how you think or how you feel, God sure knows my heart 
You're not going to be judged by your heart. You're going to be judged by your works, brothers and sisters. And you can read that on your own time a little bit later on down in the lesson, and we may even cover that with this one, but we got to get through this one. But that's why you're so blessed if you're in the first resurrection. Now, tell me for those who are in the first resurrection, Brother Messenger, what will they be? Continue. But they shall be priests of God. They're going to be priests of God and of Christ. Uh-huh. And shall reign with him a thousand years. So they're going to reign with him for a thousand years, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead and continue reading, Brother Messenger. Let's go to the book of Mark, the 13th chapter. The book of Mark, the 13th chapter. Now, the Antichrist must make himself known, brothers and sisters. He will be giving power and control over the earth for three and a half years. Mark 13 and 14. Mark 13 and 14. Go ahead, my brother. But when ye shall see the abomination of desolation, spoken of by Daniel the prophet, standing where it ought not, let him that readeth understand. Then let them that be in Judea flee to the mountains. So, brothers and sisters, when you see the abomination of desolation stand in a place where he ain't supposed to be standing, where is the place where Jesus is supposed to rule from? Jerusalem, Israel, brothers and sisters, the throne of David. But before he gets there, the abomination of desolation, the false prophet, the Antichrist, they're going to be there, brothers and sisters. Before he gets there. That ain't where they're supposed to be. That ain't their throne. That ain't their place. So Jesus said, when you see that, someone who goes to Israel, relocate their headquarters from Rome to Israel and stand up and call themselves God on earth. When you see that, brothers and sisters, then you will know that we ain't got but a short time left. Let's go to the book of Revelations, the 11th chapter. The book of Revelations, the 11th chapter. Daniel knew and Jesus taught. And we have learned that there must be events that take place before Jesus can return. We read about the two witnesses, the three-and-a-half-year Great Tribulation period, the Antichrist setting up his headquarters in Jerusalem, However, there are a few more things that must be done before Jesus can come back. Revelations, the 11th chapter, verses 1 through 4. Go ahead, my brother. And there was given me a reed stood, a reed like unto a rod. And the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God, and the altar and them that worship therein. But the court which is without the temple leave out, and measure it not. For it is given unto the Gentiles. So even in the temple, brothers and sisters, there's going to be a place for the Gentiles. Continue reading. And the holy city shall they tread underfoot forty and two months. That's three and a half years. Continue. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days. That's three and a half years. Clothed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees. 
and the two candlesticks standing before the God of the earth. So the two witnesses have to come on the scene too, brothers and sisters. You got the great tribulation period. You got the false prophet Antichrist setting up their headquarters in Jerusalem. All these things have to come down before Jesus can come back. And we already talked about the angel coming down and, and, and putting Satan into a bottomless pit. But there's going to be a lot of things that have to take place on this earth before Jesus comes back. Now, let's go back to Revelation, the 20th chapter. We still have to deal with Satan, the Antichrist or beast, and the false prophet. What happens to them, brother messenger? When Jesus comes, he brings the lake of fire with him. And the first to go in the lake of fire are the beast and the false prophet. But what happens to Satan? Revelation, the 20th chapter, verses 7 through 10. Go ahead. And when the thousand-year reigns are expired, so the thousand-year reign is up, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. Gog and Magog to gather them together to battle. So Gog and Magog are children of Japheth, brothers and sisters, which are the Gentiles or Europeans or Caucasians that come off the continent of Europe. So Satan has to go and get Gog and Magog to gather them together to battle, brothers and sisters. Continue. The number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about. And behold, and, and, and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that, did, that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire. And brimstone. And who's already there? Where the beast and the false prophets are. So the beast and the false prophet are the first to go in the lake of fire, brothers and sisters. But God said, I ain't going to put Satan up in there yet. I'm going to put him away for a thousand years, and then I'm going to let him loose and let him go and get the Gentiles to make war against the saints. And then I'm going to show my ultimate power, and then I'm going to cast them into the lake of fire where the beast and the false prophet are. Continue. And shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So, brothers and sisters, that lake of fire is no joke. Let's go to the book of Revelations. The, uh, let me see, not Revelations. Let's go to the book of 1 Thessalonians. 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. Another account of the coming of Jesus can be found in the book of 1 Thessalonians. This has sparked confusion and debate in the Christian world. We know in the first resurrection, the ones who are changed will be with the Lord, but where? So shall they forever be with the Lord. Some churches take that to say that they're going to go and be raptured off into heaven. Let's read 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter, verses 16 through 17. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17. Go ahead. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. So the dead in Christ don't rise. They ain't resurrected. They ain't went nowhere. They're still in the grave until... The Son of Man comes, as we've been talking about during this whole show, as we've been reading about over this whole book. Continue. Then we which are alive, our remains, shall be caught up together with them in the cloud. Oh, so wait a minute. So you got those who are dead in the grave and those who are still alive 
being caught up together. But didn't we read that, Brother Messenger, in Revelation, the 20th chapter, verse 4? We did. That there were some that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and God? Mm-hmm. And then there were those who did not take the mark of the beast in their foreheads and in their hands? Two different groups, one dead, one alive. We just read that same thing in the book of 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter. The Bible matches up. Everywhere you read, it matches up. Did we finish that at 17? No. To meet the Lord in the air. Uh-huh. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. So we're going to meet the Lord in the air. That don't mean that we go where the Lord came from. And that don't mean that the Lord comes to where we are when the word meet is instituted in a sentence, that means that there's somewhere in between where I'm coming from and where he's coming from. That's right. So it says that we meet the Lord in the air, brothers and sisters, but what happened after we meet the Lord in the air? Let's go to the book of Revelations. Yeah. Revelations. And Sister Key Israel, I don't think that this is in there, so add this in there. Revelations, the 14th chapter. And we're going to find out where we go after we meet the Lord in the air. Where are we going? <laughs> Revelation, the 14th chapter. Let's start at verse 1. And I looked, and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion. So a lamb stood on Mount Zion. Mount Zion is in Israel, brothers and sisters. Where did this lamb come from? And who was with this lamb? Continue. And with him 144,000. Having his father's name written in their forehead. Oh, so you got the lamb, and you got the 144,000 with the lamb. So when they met him in the air, brothers and sisters, they descended back down to this earth, and they stood on Mount Zion. Let's go to verse 3. And they sung as it were a new song before the throne, and before the four beasts, and the elders. And no man could learn that song but the 144 and 4,000. And where did he get that 144,000 from, Messenger? Which were redeemed from the earth. Which were redeemed from the earth. So now you see how when Jesus was coming, those who were alive were changed, and those who were dead came out of their grave. They met him in the air. They came back down and ascended to Mount Zion, and so shall they forever be with the Lord, brothers and sisters, in the headquarters of his kingdom, which is in Jerusalem, in Israel, on the throne of his father, David, brothers and sisters. Ooh. Let's talk about the day of the Lord, brother messenger. Come on, man. Let's talk about the, you all right, brother? Yes, sir. Come on. Let's talk about the day of the Lord. Let's go to the book of Acts, the second chapter. Yes, sir. The book of Acts, the second chapter. There is an event in the Bible called the day of the Lord. This day marks the events concerning the return of Jesus and what this day will look like. What will this day look like? The Bible describes it all through the, 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 the words of this book. Acts, the second chapter, verse 20. Let's read that, Brother Messenger. The sun shall be turned into darkness. Oh, didn't we read that earlier? The sun going to be turned into darkness? Go ahead. And the moon into blood. Before that great and noble day of the Lord comes. So the day of the Lord, brothers and sisters, before it comes, the sun is going to be darkened. The moon not going to give its light. Stars going to fall. Let's go to the book of Isaiah, the 13th chapter. Remember, what is in the New Testament is only a confirmation of what was already written in the Scriptures. 
You can teach the word of God without ever even mentioning anything in the New Testament because the same thing that's in the New Testament is in the Scripture, brothers and sisters. But again, as we taught at the beginning of this show, we use both the testimony and the Scripture to teach this word of God. We want to show, show it to you that it's in both. We just read it in the book of Acts. Let's read it in the book of Isaiah, the 13th chapter, Isaiah, the 13th chapter, verses 9 through 10. Let's read about the sun being darkened, the moon not giving its light, the coming of the Lord, the day of the Lord, Isaiah 13, 9 and 10. Go ahead, my brother. Behold, the day of the Lord coming, crew both with wrath and fierce anger, uh-huh. to, lay the, to lay the land desolate, and he shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. For the stars of heaven and the constellations thereof shall not give their light. You're talking about darkness. What about the sun? The sun shall be darkened in his going forth, and the moon shall not cause her light to shine. Let's go to the book of Joel, the second chapter, brothers, uh, messenger. All throughout the Bible, the day of the Lord. Get that in your mind. The day of the Lord, which is the day he returns, brothers and sisters, is described the same way. We need this piece of evidence in our lesson to get to the whole conclusion of the whole matter, the greatest story never told, part three, the thousand-year reign of Christ. Joel, the second chapter, verses 31 and 32. Joel, the second chapter, or Joel, the second chapter, verses 31 and 32. Go ahead, read it, my brother. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood. Before the great and terrible day of the Lord There's comes. that day of the Lord. Uh, again, brothers and sisters, we read it in the book of Acts. We read it in the book of Isaiah. We read it in the book of Joel. Continue at verse 32. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be delivered. Wait a minute. Didn't we just read that there stood a lamb on Mount Zion? Hmm. Come on. We talked about those in the book of 1 Thessalonians being caught up. So uh, meet the Lord in the air, and so shall they forever be with the Lord. But they never tell you where that place will be. They just assume that it's going to be in heaven. But you can't assume with the word of God, brothers and sisters. You got to read this book. Hmm. Your mind is not like God's mind. His thoughts are not like your thoughts. His ways are not like your ways. So in your little mind, you want to believe and think that all this stuff is going to take place in heaven. But the Lord is telling you in his words that it's going to take place on earth. Mount Zion in Jerusalem shall be deliverance. Continue. As the Lord hath said and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Who said it, Brother Messenger? The Lord. Not your pastor, not your preacher, but the Lord said it. The Lord. So sometimes, brothers and sisters, instead of following your pastor, you got to follow the, the master, master, brothers and sisters. Come you got to follow the master. And you got to follow the word of God. So let's go ahead and continue, brothers and sisters. Let's go ahead and continue. I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to... Bring out this YouTube again, brothers and sisters, because we got a call in that, uh, uh, let me see, that kind of messed up our recording. So, but you won't see it on the recording when we record, when um, you see it on YouTube. There we go. So, we're going to go ahead and pick this thing up, uh, brothers and sisters. Revelation 
Um, let me see. Let's go Revelation the. Let's go seven. Okay. Revelation the seventh chapter verses nine through eleven. Let's confirm this in the seventh chapter of Revelations. Will he take us to heaven or will he be on this earth after we meet him in the air? Revelations the seventh chapter verses nine through eleven. Revelation seven verses nine through eleven. Go ahead, my brother. After this I beheld and lo. A great multitude which no man could number, mm-hmm. of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb. Wait a minute. You got people that are alive in their flesh and blood bodies, of all nations, peoples, kindreds, and tongues. Yeah. And what were they doing? They stood before the They stood <laughs> before the throne and the Lamb. If the throne and the Lamb are in heaven, how can these people on earth be standing before the throne and the Lamb if the throne and the Lamb are in heaven? They're on this earth in Jerusalem, brothers and sisters, in Israel. Continue reading, Brother Messenger. Clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, Mm -hmm. and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. Mm Mm-hmm. And all the angels stood round about the throne, and about the elders and the four beasts, and fell before the throne on their faces, and worshipped God. How can you fall on your face before the throne if the throne ain't where you are? Taking place on this earth, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel, the 20th chapter. I'm sorry, the book of Luke, uh, the first chapter. The book of Luke, the first chapter. Now, we understand that when Jesus came in the flesh through Mary, he didn't come to fulfill the prophecy that the angel had given Mary at that time. We want to go back and revisit that one more time because we want you to understand, brothers and sisters, this prophecy. And when the prophecy will come into light, we're having all kind of troubles with this YouTube, brothers and sisters, but we're going to get it done. We're going to fix it. We're going to get it done, and we're going to fix it, brothers and sisters. And um, I just got to, from now on, put my phone on airplane mode so that uh, nobody won't call while we're, while we're live on the show. And please excuse us for this, brothers and sisters. We, um, there we go, right there. All right. So we are <clears throat> picking this thing up in the book of Luke, the first chapter. We're revisiting back the way we started. Luke 1, 31 and 32. Go ahead. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth the Son, and shall call his name Jesus. And he shall be great, and shall be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. So now you see why he's coming to Jerusalem. Now you see why he's coming to um, <clears throat> the um, uh, Israel, brothers and sisters, because that's where the throne of his father David was. Gabriel didn't lie. The book don't lie. So why do we want to say that he's going to be in heaven? He's going to take us to heaven. No, you desire that. He desires to be down here on this earth with us. Let's go to the book of Ezekiel. We got three more places to go. The book of Ezekiel, the 20th chapter. 
We who are here and believe are, willing, are waiting on the Lord to return, and with him his reward of everlasting life, brothers and sisters. We are not worried about leaving the nation that we have been in for 400 years that have enslaved us. We ain't worried about leaving here. One of my brothers called me earlier today. It's like, man, you need to get you some land by, um, by um, a border. You need, to, you need to move from Chicago and move to a border. We ain't worried about that, brothers and sisters. We ain't worried about what mode or means of transportation that Jesus is going to provide for us. He's going to do it, brothers and sisters. We will still have a chance to change our ways after he returns. He's going to plead with us even after he returns. Ezekiel, the 20th chapter, 33 through 38. Ezekiel 20, 33 through 38. Go ahead. As I live, said the Lord God, surely with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm, and with fury poured out, I will rule over you, and I will bring you out from the people. And will gather you out of the countries wherewith ye are scattered, with the mighty hand and with a stretched out arm. Oh, so wait a minute. Jesus is coming to get all of us that were scattered by way of the transatlantic slave trade. So while we're trying to do Jesus' job for him, he said, I got you. I know you're in America. I know you're in Jamaica. I know you're in Europe. I know you're all throughout the four corners of the earth. I'm coming to get you. Go ahead, Ezekiel 20, 33-38. And with fury poured out, and I will bring you into the wilderness of the people, and there will I plead with you face to face. What are you going to do while we're in the wilderness? Plead with us. Jesus is going to plead with us face to face. Change your ways. Accept my statutes, laws, and commandments. This day, Israel, I'm going to plead with you in the wilderness face to face. Continue. Like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, said the Lord God. And I will cause you to pass under the rod, and I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. And I will purge out from among you the rebels, and them that transgressed against me. I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourned, and they shall not enter into the land of Israel. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So all of this is taking place on this earth in Israel, brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of Joel 3. Joel 3 and verse 2. Joel 3 and verse 2. Go ahead, my brother. I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. And I will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel. Whom, ha- whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. So, brothers and sisters, this book is saying the same thing several different places. Let's close this thing out, Brother Messenger. The book of Psalms 145, the book of Psalms 145, we're going to start at verse 1. The thousand-year reign of Jesus, David puts it best. If you really want to take a look into the future of what this thousand-year period will be like, Let's close with the book of Psalms, 145, verses 1 through 21. Psalms 145, verses 1 through 21. Go ahead, my brother. I will exalt thee, my God, O King. I will bless thy name forever and ever. Every day will I bless thee, and I will praise thy name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and great, greatly to be praised. 
and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy might, thy mighty hand, thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty, and of thy wondrous works. And men shall speak of the might of thy terrible acts, and I will declare thy greatness. They shall abundantly utter the memory of thy, of thy great goodness, and shall sing of thy righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and of great mercy. The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. All thy works shall praise thee. O Lord, thy saints shall, be, shall bless thee. They shall speak of the glory of the kingdom and talk of thy power to make known of the sons of men his mighty acts and glorious majesty of his king. Let's go down to verse 17. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon in truth. Now, wait a minute now. It's not just calling upon him, but a calling upon him in truth. Continue reading, Brother Messenger. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord, and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. And that's what we're doing on his, this show. We are blessing the name of Jesus, brothers and sisters. Forever and ever. We're blessing that name, brothers and sisters. And again, we have no problem if you call him Yahshua, if you call him Isus, any of the names that were came through translation, it's all the same being, brothers and sisters. Yahshua, Yahweh. Jesus, brothers and sisters, is the name that we choose to use on this particular show. So, brothers and sisters, this was part three of the greatest story never, never told, the thousand-year reign of Christ. The first part was talking about how Jesus was the God of the Old Testament. Everything that you read about the Lord in the Old Testament was referring to Jesus. Because he said, no man has ever heard my father's voice or seen his shape at any time. That means that the God that Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, and all the prophets, David, everybody was dealing with was Jesus, brothers and sisters. He just didn't go by that name. Then we talked about in part two, who is Melchizedek? And we found out that Jesus appeared in the flesh on this earth in the person of Melchizedek in part two. Go back and listen to this lesson as we did in this lesson. We gave you scriptural proof to prove to you, brothers and sisters, that Jesus is the high priest. And he has an unchanging priesthood after the order of Melchizedek, brothers and sisters. Now, in this lesson, we talked about why the Jews were so upset with him when he came in the flesh through Mary. They thought that at that time, he was coming to do what he will be coming to do when he comes back. He had to lay down his life first. He had to be a sin offering first. He had to replace animal sacrifice with his own sacrifice first, brothers and sisters. So now when he comes back, he can receive us, and we can be received if we are living in his name or if we die in his name. 
in Jesus. Brother Messenger, last word. My final word is really simple. There's two resurrections. Mm-hmm. Find yourself in at least one of them. <laughs> That's my final word, bro. We got you. We got you with that, brother. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you can't really, if there's nothing else more to really say mm-hmm. than if you don't find yourself in one of those resurrections, brother. Right. And my soul goes out to you. I'm telling and you. And the only way you do that yeah. is to keep the statues, the laws, and the commandments of God. If you love me, keep my commandments. If anyone said that they know me and keep not my sayings, not my words, are a liar, brothers and sisters. This word is everything. It's everything, brothers and sisters. It's okay to go to a place of worship and listen to a motivational speech, a personal testimony, an inspirational speech. It's okay. But after all that is said and done, You have to be educated on the word of God as it is written in this book called the Bible between the pages of Genesis and Revelations. Or else, how would you know that what you are doing lines up with the word of God? Let me say this, brothers and sisters. Speak to me. You know... I, we don't want you all to get the wrong impression that myself or Brother Black Ice are not still works in progress, mm-hmm. that we somehow got it all together and that we are totally in line with everything that's written in this book already. No. We still have flaws. We still have things that we have to work out and that we're working towards. The prop, the, 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 what I want you to understand is you have to start. You have to get in the habit of trying to line yourself up with the laws, statutes, and commandments of God. Maybe you start off with one, and you work yourself up to two, and then you go from four. But if you never start, you're always going to be where you already are. Just know that it's a work in progress. Listen, we we just giving you what thus said the Lord in his word. It's not us to beat it down your throat. It's none of that. We can't make you change. We ain't judging you. We can't judge you, Mm -mm. whatever. Whatever you're doing, all we're doing is reading what thus said the Lord to somebody that maybe not even have a Bible but can hear this show. Somebody that may not be able to understand that have a Bible, but when they read it, the, it, the, the words don't make sense and, and things just don't fit. We're just making it plain. I just want you to understand that you have to start the process somewhere. If something is not right in your church and you, it's some contradictory that you hear us say and you're like, wait a minute, the pastor Email us. Get on this line and put ask questions. Get clarity. Because what we're going to do is we're going to open up this book and we're going to read it to you exactly what it says. Now, I know at some mega churches, you can't, you got to make an appointment to see your pastor. 
Because you just can't get up there to him because he got security and everything else protecting him. Brothers, sisters, start somewhere. This is serious because one day, one day, the sun is going to be darkened. One day, the moon is not going to give off light. One day, the stars are going to fall because that is going to be the day that the Lord is coming. Mm. But he even is so gracious that he said, even when I come, I'm going to plead with you face to face. So some of us are going to still be celebrating Christmas. Some of us still going to be uh, uh, violating the dietary law. Mm. But at some point, God is going to come and say, hey, uh, ice. I know you like, you know what I'm saying, them old pork chops. I'm going to need you to get that up, bro. You're going to have to make a decision. For me. Yeah, for me. We can do everything else for everybody else on this earth. But we all say with our mouth that God's the head of our life. Is he really? Brothers and sisters on YouTube, we thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Show Truth Hour here on POET Radio. Um, if you are on Facebook, then please go and like our Facebook group page, which is the Truth Hour Bible Show. Type that in your Facebook search engines, the Truth Hour Bible Show. All right? So um, for those who are on Facebook, um, go to YouTube and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Truth Hour TV, Truth Hour TV. And for those who are on YouTube and Facebook watching, if you want to be added to our text message invite reminder list, then text your name and the keywords Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. Again, 312-719-7310. We're going to take a couple of callers. So if you are out there, and you've been watching this show, and this show has touched you, then what I want you to do is pick up your phone right now and call that number, 312-719-7310, and tell us what you thought about tonight's show. And with that being said, YouTube, good night, peace and blessings, until next Tuesday. Peace. Uh, We're going to give you guys a moment. Uh, Team Truth Hour, if you're out there too, if you want to definitely call to kick it off, then uh, definitely um, please do that. Three one two seven one nine seven three one zero. We want to give a couple of people an opportunity to call into the show and tell us what you thought about tonight's show. Three one two seven one nine seven three one zero. Man, this was a powerful lesson tonight. Yes, sir. Um, after this show, we're going to run our Christmas lesson again. We're going to ask everybody out there to please share the Christmas lesson that we did. Is Christmas Antichrist and is Jesus really the reason for the season? So, again, we're going to do a replay on that lesson after this lesson is over, and we're going to ask all of you all to share that and blast that out because we need to get people the information out about Christmas, brothers and sisters, where if we got to them too late this year, at least they got a whole year to prepare not to be involved in the pagan celebration of next year. I'm going to give you guys 60 more seconds. If anybody want to call in, 
That number is in there, 312-719-7310. We want to hear your personal testimony as to what the Truth Hour has done for you. Um, If you're out there, go ahead and call in. Brother's message, and just put it up back up there again also as well. And for those out there who definitely want to support The Messenger and his new CD project, definitely, brothers and sisters, um, you can um, reach out on that number right there. You want to put your number? You can, it's yeah. up to you. You put your number, too. We will send you the Cash App and the Zelle for you to order your copy. We can email it to you, um, the whole album, for $10 or ship it out to you for 15 And... Uh, Okay, brothers and sisters. Okay, y'all, y'all tired. I guess you know y'all don't want to talk. So, but that's cool though because I'm tired too. I've been up since like four this morning. I was very sick yesterday. Um, I did overtime on the job and came home and took some medicine and then um, almost overslept. And then today was my day off, but I actually went in to do some overtime this morning. Go ahead. Oh, let me. I, I'm going to take this this special time. To um, speak to my wife who's at home, today marks the 19th year of the first day I proposed to my wife. Really? Yes. You remember that? Absolutely. Okay. Man, so I just want to say I love you, Tanya. I'm on my way home so we can celebrate. But you already know I have to do what God wanted me to do first. Love you. This brother remember the day he proposed. Some people can't even remember their actual anniversary day. <laughs> All right, y'all. Cool. Look, man, with that being said, look, we're going to be up out of here, man. We'll talk to y'all later. Peace and blessings. Peace. Uh, don't forget, if you want to be added to our text message invite reminder list, then text your name and the keywords Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. Tune in next week. We're going to maybe it's going to be New Year's Eve. Man's New Year's Eve. The 31st. Maybe we'll do a New Year's um, lesson. (laughs) The difference between God's New Year and man's New Year. All right, y'all. I'm out, man. Peace and blessings. Peace. Peace. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.